Because, Jared, we had our uh, maybe our worst three-day stretch of the season, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thankfully, broke out of that in a big way on Sunday. So got things going in the right direction. Uh, we always talk about, you know, we're going to have some ups and downs. The downs are never fun. They're part of it. We understand that. Thankfully, we've had way more ups than downs. So yeah. just keep plugging along, right? Yep. And I would say one of the most promising things is totals uh, did great. Mm-hmm. on sunday and so always good when you can get a, a big boost from your total plays mm-hmm. yep total's been uh like the integrate just kind of slow and steady yep. plugging along overall profitability not always the totals have had a little bit the ups and downs have gone a little bit longer they've had a, like the longer downs but overall mm-hmm. the totals have done well uh and like you said coming back strong here uh, everything strong on Sunday. Totals did really well. Agreed, plays did well, so that was good. Uh, hopefully, get us back on the right track here. Uh, it looks like we will have our, I believe, only our sixth now losing week of the season with the Agreed plays. But uh, given uh, how few and far between that is, uh, maybe maybe the rest of the season we can go without another losing week. That'd be nice. <laughs> Every other week was Agreed prof. We'll, we'll I see. Mean, I mean, we're get, we're getting to the point in the season where that's completely possible because there's yeah. not too many weeks left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Labor Day games, got some day games, got some night games, got three pitcher props for you. Those have just been fantastically good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, found three again that I just could not choose between. And last time I had this, we were one pitch away from nailing all three. Ended up getting two of the three. So uh, I think the same thing here. I think we'll, you know, we're likely to get two of three. And if things go right, we might get all three of them, which could be fun. So three games, three props. Let's get to it. Starting off here with the White Sox and the Royals. Uh, Cousin Jared, I was floored at the rating for Cole Reagans for the Royals. He pitched terribly last year for the Rangers. Uh, was a young guy. We knew he wasn't quite ready. He, I think he had double Tommy John. I think he did Tommy John twice. Hmm. And just didn't seem like he was able to get back to his good prospect form. Uh, but this year lately, only 66 innings. So, I mean, if you're a Royals fan, you, you know, you're not – you know, celebrating your, you know, 2027 World Series title yet or whatever. Uh, right. In those 66 innings, 327 ERA, and the underlying metrics suggest that is not a mirage. His rating is an 82. Cole Reagans. An 82. I'm, I'm glad that you let off the show by saying that because I saw the, the rating of this player and was thinking, um, I feel like I should know this this Cole Reagans. Yeah. And he yeah. wasn't necessarily ringing a bell. And especially yeah. with who he's pitching for, I was like, well, you know, yeah. I, thought I would have heard for a guy that was pitching for the Royals. That yeah. uh, but here we are. He's a pitcher really well, just kind of like snuck in, I feel like, on us. You know, we I usually feel like we usually have a pretty good handle on uh, who the better pitchers are, but uh, really just sneaking into the radar. Unfortunately, for the Royals, their bullpen, not very good. The White Sox have no bullpen left. They'll be throwing Jesse Schultens, who's been very serviceable, 397. The underlying metrics, though, suggest he's not as good as that ERA. That's why he's getting that 101 grade. If they did suggest he was about a four ERA pitcher, his grade would be in the uh, probably mid to low 90s. Uh, that'd be better than league average. Unfortunately, the underlying metrics suggest he's probably going to go a little bit further north. Uh, neither offense much to write home about, but Cousin Jared, the weather. It mm. is going to be, we talked about, we, we may not have very many more of these coming, but we, we still get a hot Labor Day, 95 degrees through the entirety of this game. Wind will be blowing a little bit out and a little bit across at 15 miles an hour to left field, which helps your righties more right-handed hitters than lefties. And you have to assume the White Sox will be 
with a right-handed heavy lineup against the lefty and Cole Reagans. And the White Sox grade jumps to a 92 against lefties as well, so closer to league average. Uh, so with all that said, about a coin toss type game. Don't really know what's going to happen in it. The uh, White Sox versus a lefty being more than a full standard deviation better then the Royals is kind of what offsets the Royals edge with Cole Reagans. The other thing is that the White Sox still have like a decent reliever, maybe two in their bullpen. Overall, it's not great. Uh, the top relievers get a little bit better. So if the White Sox have a lead, they, they are a little more likely to hold them. But there's a lot of variability in this game, mainly because of the weather. You've got a hitter-friendly ballpark already that gets one of the higher uh, park factors and the weather adjustment of 21%, which is why we are on the overnight. We talked about not playing a lot of overs. Even if the wind shifts sideways, where it's like out, it's like half out, half across, even if the wind shifts sideways, this projected total is going to be in the double digits. With it half out, half across, the projection is 10.7. Lo and behold, if we wake up and the wind shifts just a little bit so that it's straight out, the projection of this game is going to be about 11 and a half. Mm. With Heat and potential wind, the ball is going to fly. This game, honestly, it, it, we talked about it before on occasion. This this has a chance to be a thirteen to twelve game. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're in the Kansas City area and you want to go sweat like crazy and watch a bunch of runs, <laughs> this is the game for you. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, over nine, what do you got? Yeah. I- I mean, this is fairly simple. You know, sometimes I come on here and I like to give you all a lot of good information. But the fact is, this is Kaufman. It's super hot. The wind's blowing out. Two teams with not great, you know, Cole Reagan's uh, rating aside, not great pitching, uh, not great bullpens. This has all of the recipe for tons of runs. And really, it just comes down to Kaufman, hot, wind blowing out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you get a park like this, it's it's... Wrigley Field's number one. When it's hot, when blowing yeah. out Wrigley Field, that's the biggest, yeah. just crazy because there's no yeah. nothing to block the wind because the stand, yeah. grandstands and everything are so low there and the, the stands behind the home. Yeah. Behind Wrigley, Kaufman is one of the top ones where hot days, the ball flexes. It's already hitter friendly, but hot days in Kaufman, you can see some crazy scores, especially yeah. with the Royals relievers. Uh, that offense, again, not great, but like, Routine fly balls are just going to be rocketed. So we love this over. I don't expect this to last. I think this is going to be 10 by the time the morning comes. So this is one where uh, hopefully you're up with us late. Hopefully uh, we sent this out to dub clubbers, uh, I don't know, 9 p.m. or so central time. So hopefully you got that information and got it. Because like I said, I don't think this is going to stay here. I still would probably go over because I think there's going to be a lot of runs. If you're looking at something Again, for those of you who like to dabble in the alternate totals of the over like 12 and a half at plus whatever, over 14 and a half at plus, just take a stab at some of those. You know, put yeah. like a tenth of a unit and see what happens because um, <laughs> the ball's just going to fly yeah. here on this one. Uh, our first pitcher prop of the day, we're going to go Ken Waldachuk. Under 15 and a half outs. He is a lefty for the A's playing the Blue Jays. Blue Jays offense not completely healthy, but the model still likes the Blue Jays offense. Daytime in Oakland, the ball tends to fly a little bit more. So you have a decent chance of him getting uh, pulled early. Weather adjustment is a plus 4%. Decent chance of him getting pulled early because of that. Also, when you look at there on the screen, he's gone... Uh, five innings or less, 68% of the time. A couple of them were really, really short. But even then, lately, you look at it, 
you know, for the most part, he's going five innings on a good day. He's at two that's gone over in the last whatever reasonable number of starts. Uh, you just have to like a good offense that hits lefties well. Again, even in their form right now with not completely healthy, still should hit lefties well. Uh, I think the Blue Jays can put up some some runs here off of him, and, and I think four or five innings is probably what you're going to get. Uh, Cousin Jared, you have any insight for us on this one? Yeah, I think, I mean, again, Waldachuk, great guy, I'm sure. Probably. Uh, but yeah. we have besmirched his name uh, more so uh, than a few times this season. Yeah. But when I look at Oakland Coliseum and see a game that has an expected total of nine runs, like that's not a stadium that just, you know, we just talked about Kaufman with uh, Oakland, you could say is like the exact opposite yeah. of, of that. And so when you, you see, see a, you see a lot of projections of eight. Yeah. And so when you get above nine and depending on time of year, you see a lot of, you know, sevens or whatever, which, you know, <laughs> athletics, terrible bullpen aside, which inflates yeah. every total yeah. a little bit. Uh, you know, when you see a number like nine at Oakland, you know, there's going to be some runs. And of course the Blue Jays have a, a good offense. So I think the, the number one thing that kind of makes me feel good about this is when I see a total of nine, uh, you know, sideline projecting a total of nine in Oakland, uh, there's going to be some hits and going to be some runs. We, we talked about it on the college football show here, the first one that we did. And, and we talked about it every once in a while in baseball, but you know, you should be able to think about how you're going to lose any bet because any bet could be lost, right? The way this gets lost, in my opinion, is the Blue Jays are scoring a bunch of runs and the A's are like, you're going to eat some innings. The issue is it's hard. They're not going to let him throw 120 pitches and it's going to be hard for him to eat innings because I think the Jays are going to run his pitch count up, get a lot of runs. Yeah. And it's one of those him eating innings still might be only five. So uh, I think a good chance to hit this one. He's going to have to have a lot of success against the Jays offense that people are more down on, I think, than they should be. Again, I know they aren't completely healthy, but the model likes their depth and thinks that the guys can step in behind, um, you know, the whole left half of their infield that's injured uh, and still be respectable. Uh, and especially against lefties, they still get a grade of full standard deviation above league average. So we like Ken Waldachuk here under 15 and a half outs, minus 120 in the juice. So not too bad of a price there uh, for something that should be well over 50% likely to happen. Get a reminder, outlier.bet slash professor gets you that free seven-day trial. You can check out all these fun metrics. Uh, again, that link's also in the show description. Uh, 2.20 p.m. Eastern Giants and the Cubs, another game that's going to have some crazy weather. A game they don't put the total. I, I haven't seen a total yet on. Uh, right now, the wind's projected to blow out at 10 miles an hour, and it's going to be upper 80s. And so if that holds, model projects 11 runs. And th they won't be afraid to put the total that high. They they've kind of accurately accounted for that. I think for the most part in Wrigley, the totals get really high. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they've quite accounted for it at a place like Kauffman. But uh, I assume if the weather doesn't change, then that total will be really high and it'll make it a tough overcall because it's tough to go over a number that's that high in the double digits, but or that's in the double digits. But uh, you do have two really good starting pitchers. If you had weaker starting pitchers, this total based off this weather would easily be a course field type total. Uh, Justin Steele, Logan Webb, both of these guys, you know, Steele probably not quite as good as a 269 ERA, but we talked about him before. A bona fide ace at this point, especially yeah. uh, with Stroman out. He's definitely their ace. Uh, so the Cubs are trying to make a playoff push here. These two teams look pretty similar. Here's one caveat. The Cubs bullpen gets a 106. They get a 106 overall. Their top relievers get a 96. The top Giants relievers get a 97. The Giants' strength is that they go miles deep yeah. for their bullpen. And that's part of why they can get away with the bullpen games. They got so many arms. After Doval, though, they don't have really another good, great reliever. They don't have a classic eighth inning guy uh, that I would trust, really. I mean, Doval's good. 
but behind him, it's a, it's not it's not bad. It's just not fantastic. So right. the reliever grade looks different there. But, but when you get to the end, if both of these guys pitch six to seven innings, and it's a one one, or I guess with this weather, what four four five five right type yeah. contest, the bullpen will not be advantage Giants. The Giants' advantage is if the bullpens really are needed depth wise, which it seems a little bit as unlikely with Webb and Steele. You don't expect the bullpens to be as much of a factor. The back end guys for the Cubs, just as good as the back end guys for the Giants. The other discrepancy that I have to point out that's not on screen, the Giants, I believe, are the worst rated defensive team and sideline Cubs are pretty average. That matters because the Giants defense does not grade well. So that's why otherwise you would just say the Cubs chance of winning this is more like home foot advantage, but the defense, the bullpens being not that far apart, you know, a little bit of recent play, maybe not a lot, just a little bit of how these two teams have kind of been faring as of late, kind of tilts everything in favor of the Cubs to the tune of a 60% win probability model says anything minus 131 or better is an A grade play. We got minus 132. There might be a typo in there. I don't know. Uh, we're, right, we're right at the threshold for an A grade play. We yeah. just got in there. We're right at an A grade play at this price. Uh, might have been a model, but I don't even know. Because uh, Jared, why do you like the Cubs? So I'm going to drop a little bit of my uh, sideline knowledge here and tell you that sideline likes Logan Webb. Uh, and mm-hmm. loves to back Logan Webb. And the fact that we have, uh, you know, whether it's a B plus, plus, plus grade or an A minus, 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 minus grade, uh, a grade worthy to fade Logan Webb. And that catches my attention when sideline, uh, you know, catches on to something. It's, you know, Logan Webb, Logan Webb, Logan Webb. And then it just flips and goes, you know what? I think the Cubs are a good play here. And then plus getting the opportunity, like I said, to, to back Steele, who's been so good this season. Uh, you know me, I love backing a good good pitcher. So uh, for me, it's a combination of seeing Steele pitching and then seeing sideline fade Webb. That, that's telling me something. Giants lost the last three games in a row to the Padres. And we talked about how bad mm. the Padres have been. Yeah, Maybe they're giving up, that sort of thing. The Giants have been a tale of three seasons, very mediocre early on in the season. They brought up Patrick Bailey, played really well, got hot. Everything was clicking. And again, they probably weren't as bad as maybe that early season. They probably weren't as good as that middle season. But now it's like they're reverting right back to that just real terrible. The pitching, I think, is really been worn thin. All those bullpen innings, uh, the hitting's not quite there. It's just they've really struggled for a team that looked like they were going to be strong enough to kind of cruise into uh, one of those wild card spots. And as it is now, uh, as of right now, this recording, they would be on the outside looking in barely, but I mean, they look, they were in that spot yeah, firmly. They were, yeah. yeah, they were well ahead of the diamondbacks who have now caught them as the diamondbacks have been playing really well lately. Uh, you know, the Cubs have been playing really well, even the reds, they fall behind. And, and we talked about the reds being such a great story, but yeah, you know, as good as they play the last, I guess, week-ish, that you know their struggles. The Giants just uh, not looking great, and then the Cubs are, and so I guess that matters. So that matters a little bit. And like you said, the, the model does love it, love it. Some Logan Webb, we back the Giants so much, but that defense, uh, I think, could also be the 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 differentiator in this one. The fact that the Cubs have competent defense and the Giants don't. Yeah, somebody's gonna have to write a book about the Diamondback season, and it's like it's got to be told in three parts. Like great terrible good like i mean there has i i mean i'm sure there's been a team like this but it's like man they have been up and down but the Mm -hmm. highs have been really good but (laughs) they're in the middle it was bad for a while 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, another pitcher prop here, Andrew Heaney, under four and a half strikeouts. This one's pretty straightforward. We talked about the Astros offense, does really well against lefties. The Rangers, while Heaney has gotten over this number in his last two starts, the Rangers have not been afraid to pull him early if needed. If he's rolling along, they'll let him go. But, you know, it seems like a situation where the Astros getting back to that top of the lineup third time through, I don't think he's going to go very deep. We've had this exact prop, I believe, Heaney against the Astros. Uh, I don't remember if it's outs or, or, or strikeouts or what on that one, but I just like this under here. I think the Astros offense can get to him. The Astros coming off a really disappointing series for them against the Yankees. And I think that's why there's a little bit of value on this number because people see the Astros struggling against the Yankees, but the Yankees uh, relievers might be the best in baseball. They're top five. They're looking really good. Michael King, the guy Sunday we backed as the A-plus play of the day, uh, has been fantastic. He was good in the bullpen. He's been fantastic as a starter. Um, you know, I think you're kind of overreacting if you're worried about the Astros' offense at this point. Uh, they put up a handful of runs against Severino on Saturday. Couldn't do anything against the rest of the bullpen, but Heaney and Severino are a little bit closer together than Heaney in the Yankees bullpen. I think he's a very mediocre pitcher and the lefty aspect of this. I really like, we talk about the Astros just crushing lefties. Uh, Cousin Jay, what do you got? Got nothing else to add. I feel like we've said everything we can about the Astros against lefties. We've specifically faded pitchers, lefties against the Astros a lot. And I think it's worked every time. If not, yeah. it's all but one. Yeah. Uh, as a reminder, right? There's no locks in gambling, but uh this is one that you have to feel pretty good about at that price of minus 102. I think maybe last time we played this, it might have we might have gotten under five and a half and paid a little bit of juice for it. So five and a half is a little bit better. You're gonna have to pay that price. He might get to five. Uh, but again, that's why we're only paying minus 102 for this, right? I would not be paying minus 130 for this. Uh, but I think the probability this hits is somewhere around 60-ish percent. Um, and so minus 102 is pretty – upper 50s, whatever, somewhere in that ballpark. So the minus 102 is pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I got this thing here. You click, you click, 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 click the link in the show description for that free trial. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of goodies over there at Um Moving on, Twins and the Guardians. Guardians offense getting a little bit better now uh, it's it hasn't been i mean it was almost impossible to be as bad as they were to start the season so i'm glad that there's been at least signs of other progress yeah um giolito coming over just very average 445 era fip a little higher than the x fip right around the same number pretty average a guy who could give up some home runs that's for sure and yeah. even though you've got a very pitcher friendly ballpark you're gonna have potentially good conditions for the home runs. It'll be close to 90 degrees at first pitch. Wind will be blowing out maybe across TBD on that. But if that wind's blowing out, it could really offset the uh, pitcher friendliness of this ballpark. And that could allow him to give up some home runs. I believe he leads the majors in home runs allowed this year. Pablo Lopez on the other side has had a really good year. A guy we've loved back. Underlying metrics suggest maybe a little bit better than that 372 ERA, but even that's still pretty good. Uh, Twins have the big edge there. Relievers are both good. Not great, but good for both sides. Offense, of course, the big thing. Guardians offense just doesn't project well, doesn't write well, hasn't done well. Um, that doesn't mean they don't have their moments, right? No locks and gambling, so the Guardians could come through offensively. And they have on occasion, but on the whole, 
The skirting's offense isn't very good. The Twins, kind of the opposite story. They sometimes frustrate you with all those strikeouts. They're trying to set a record for most strikeouts this year. But you look up and they're putting up a lot of runs here. Uh, it seems like most nights. And so they can score runs. They can go cold too. So you just never know exactly what's going to happen. That's why we look at this from a probabilistic standpoint. I believe we're like two cents away from an A-grade pick on the money line and the run line both. But for whatever reason, we just eke into the A grade on the minus one. It's just a weird math thing. Because Jared, I just have to tell you this because I feel like our viewers are going to be surprised at this fact. But let me tell you, as someone who knows math, the more you know about math, the more things you go, math is weird. And if you mm. aren't saying math is weird, you don't know anything about math. <laughs> because this is probability. If, if probability doesn't make you go, huh, that's weird you're not doing it right. And that's kind of one yeah. of these things here. Like we're B, B kind of like, kind of like the comes we're B plus 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 on both money line and run line. But on the minus one, we're like a minus 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 plus either way. It's just like the Cubs. So if you want to play it like a super B or a B or a low a, it's all the same. We're barely into the a grade play here on the minus one. Uh, I don't know. I like these minus ones. I like getting better odds. Uh, the money line price currently be minus minus one thirty four. Minus one thirty four is not a bad price, but uh, saving the 30 cents, on the implied here uh, for the road team. I would not do it for the home team. For the road team, who gets that extra bet? Uh, I don't know. It's the official way to go. Cousin Jared, what are, you, what are you telling the people to do on this one? I'm telling the people to shop around because uh-huh. you might be able to find like minus 130 or like oh, minus 129 and squarely into the A-grade territory mm-hmm. on, on the money line. Uh, so that's that's where I, I would I would lean uh, – not going to lay a run and a half in, in a game like yeah. this with a total of only eight and a half. Uh, but I want to posit to you that in 2022, we had Mitch Keller. Um, we had Joe mm-hmm. Ryan for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We had Merrill Kelly, who we still mm-hmm. like to back. Um, I'm going to posit that Pablo Lopez is the 2023 version of Mitch Keller. I love me some Pablo Lopez and I love backing Pablo Lopez. I feel like, I mean, this is just my feeling and who knows what the actual numbers are. I feel like we've won 75% of the time that we have backed Pablo Lopez. Uh, He has been so good to us. So for me, this is just like, Hey, sideline gives it a good, a a good grade. And it is Pablo Lopez. That's really all I need to know. Definitely. Like Sonny Gray is a a solid pitcher too, but man, just something about Pablo Lopez being on the mound. that just gives me all the confidence in the world to, to back the twins. He has changed up something. I, I read an article and I can't remember what it was from last season. He was a good pitcher last year with the Marlins and I, and we backed them enough last year as well. Mm-hmm. but the adjustment or whenever he came over two years, I don't know when he was with the Marlins I, time. What is time? Right. Yeah. Um, but the adjustment they made this off season to increase his strikeouts, uh, I think it's really taken him to the next level. Cause that's the biggest thing these days in baseball. Yeah. If you can get guys to swing and miss, they aren't putting the ball in play. You're not going to get babbit. You're not going to get fly ball to homer and ratioed all those things that can make you go sideways and that's one of the reasons we loved him is he's been consistent he's blown up a time or two uh that we've backed him so like you said it's not that we've won 100 of the starts but he's been way more good to us uh than not so I, i'm with you I've, I've loved backing uh pablo lopez here and and i still think he's a little bit underrated i think people are looking at that 372 area like it's a fluke and i'm like i think yeah. he's i think he's really good yeah and i mean i'm i'm not a statistician but i, I also think that having the twins offense and not the Marlins offense also probably makes you a better pitcher. It, it very well could. Uh, the fact that, you know, you, they, they talk about this, right? That, that 
it's tough because as a pitcher, you know that you're graded, you know that you're making your money off of what you do and not what your offense does, right? That's that's changed, right? There was a time 30, 40 years ago, maybe that was the case, but yeah. it's still hard to go. I have to imagine to go out there and just focus on that and be like, I don't really care if we're scoring. I'm just going to do my thing. Like, yeah. you want to win. Like, you've been trained your whole life. That is embedded into you that you want to win the game. And so you get more runs or you don't get runs. And like, that kind of affects you somehow. Like, as, as much as you try not to, it can't not affect you even a little bit. I mean, you, you, I mean, I think you're lying. If you're like, there's guys first and third one out, and you're like, I've got to get the double play ball here because if one or two of these runs scores, my team's probably not going to be able to come back and win. Like, yeah. and that's probably the feeling that you got some of the times when you were on, on some of those Marlins teams. So yeah, I, it, I think you're 100% right. And that, and that affects you because if you're relaxed and you're just going to throw your best stuff, you might get the double play ball. You might get the strikeout. You might get a pop right, whatever. But you put that extra little pressure and tension and, you know, hang one bad pitch and all of a sudden a throw run home run in that situation, right? So yep. uh, that, that's going to help as well. Uh, you mentioned Merrill Kelly. That is our last pitcher prop of the day. This is my favorite of the day right here. Over 17 and a half out. We are paying some juice at minus 160. But if you look, he has been a machine at home getting six innings or more. If you'll notice those two reds, two of his last three starts, that was at the Padres. Padres still got a decent enough offense. He can really hit. It was at the Dodgers. This guy at home, though, is really good. Also, he's facing the Rockies, which is not the Padres or the Dodgers, this really should not be 17 and a half. It should be 18 and a half. I don't know what I would do at 18 and a half because against the Rockies, he very easily could go seven innings. He's done that five times this year and it wouldn't shock me, but I really think that against, uh, I, 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 so I really think that it should be 18 and a half. I don't know why it's 17 and a half, whatever the juice is, lay the juice. This is a very likely winner barring injury or just weird, Weird things happen, right? There is a probability something weird happens, but otherwise minus 160 is a great price. Uh, Cousin Jared, what's your two cents? Yeah, I, I love anything to do with the Rockies creating outs. Yeah, yeah so, well, especially on the road, right? Yeah, at home, yeah. it's, I always feel like when I look at these props, uh, anything at Crucial, I'm like, no, it's not touching. That was literally the first thing I did. For some reason, I thought this game was in Colorado and I went back and looked and I was like, oh no, it's in Arizona. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, yeah. Merrill Kelly is uh, a little bit more on the extreme side of home run splits. Uh, his, his, you know, co co ace or whatever. Obviously, Gallon's a better pitcher, but his co partner in crime leading that staff, Zach Gallon as well. Right, those are two of the guys. But the handful of guys are a little bit more extreme home road than average. He's one of them. So at home again, Rockies on the road, offensively terrible. Uh, you know, I, I want to find ways to back Kelly. Yeah. If you want to back the Diamondbacks who are probably going to win, you're paying a really big price. And at that point, that's why we have a model like Sideline to kind of help us say, is this a good price or not? Or are we paying too much? Because in the long run, that matters, right? If I would tell people, look, if you're just going to Vegas or going to, I mean, now in any state, right? It's, mm. More than half of them you can get. But if you're just going and you're betting like one day, price doesn't matter. Just do what you want to yeah. do and have fun, right? Try to pick yeah. the winners. But for those of us doing more than one day, that price is going to really add up. You have to make sure you're finding your prices. Uh, and so you may be concerned about back in the Diamondbacks, given the steep price that you are rightfully going to have to pay. This is a great way to back the Diamondbacks and Merrill Kelly here is lay a little bit less odds here and, and, and back Kelly. Whether it's this, if this goes up to 18 and a half, or that's the only options you have, uh, you know, you could always look at the strikeout props as well. But find ways to back Kelly here at home, I think is a pretty good option. Uh, Look, Banner, because uh, that is all we've got for the people here. Some good Labor Day plays, games throughout the day. Only one late game, uh, college football game, yep. who maybe hopefully we won't lose in ridiculous fashion like we lost Sunday night. Uh, mm -hmm. 
I feel like that loss, I feel like that game should not have gone under. We had the under. It should not have gone under. And then it should have gone under. And yeah. then somehow we lost. And it was like, it, yeah. that was the frustrating part. If it just had gone over, it's like, whatever. Like, you're not going to win every bet. We get that. But the fact that it really should have been under, and then Florida State has a screw you score, yeah. a we want playoff point score yeah. to go over inside a minute. Uh, and then yeah. LSU just decided to score because, I mean, why not at that point? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully yeah, that we can was, avoid that fate Monday. Yeah, that would be that would be nice. But yeah, what a, what a great end to to a long holiday weekend here. Get a full day of baseball, cap it off with a little bit of baseball and a little bit of college football. That's a great day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for watching this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show all the sports betting content. Put on this channel, jump right into your feed. We'll be back again with more baseball content throughout the week. Two college football episodes this week as well got one for totals and one for sides so lots of good content here but as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet your eating money